Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. Hi, it's Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104 with Play Blue. And see what takes your fancy at playblue.ie. You know you want to. Still to come on the show, how your walk and other nonverbal signals that you give off might make you a more likely target to be attacked by a criminal. What can you do about that? We'll be chatting to uh, author Dr. Wendy Patrick in a, just a few moments' time. If you were listening to the show last night, you um, might have felt and experienced and heard the pain that I was put through by evil, evil Sir Long, who decided to make me break up with my fiance on my Instagram account to which she was rang multiple times and her sister rang her in a panic and her mother <laughs> rang her in a panic. And do you know what was worse? She was saying, she was trying what? to explain it to her mother that it was a joke. And, and you know, just, you hear something like this and you just wouldn't get it. They'd be like, why, what? So it was nearly yeah. worse trying to explain that it was a joke to her. She called in by her boss and sat down and told, if you need any time off, I heard what happened. Don't worry about it. So horrible, horrible things. But listen, <clears throat> not everyone thought it was funny. Um... <clears throat> I'll make my own judgment on <laughs> these types of people, but I'll keep yeah. it internally. Um, but like this was the same at last week when you got me trying to convince right. people that no, no, it's a joke. People didn't understand. People were disappointed. I got some people saying I meant every word of the message, the congratulations message. My auntie refused to believe that it was a joke. People tend to take you on face value, and that's the weird thing about this this world. They do, yeah, they do. So, um, I the week beforehand said that she was pregnant. Last night, she broke up with my other half via my Instagram account. And again, more people saw the first message. I put up a second, kind of trying to clarify and do some damage control afterwards. But I guarantee you, uh, there's still, I'd say, a significant amount of people who have absolutely no idea that it was uh, <laughs> it was a joke. But some people didn't find it funny, and I got sent this voicemail. One, a friend of. This is confusing. My fiance's sister's friend sent this message. Well, wasn't impressed. Was not impressed at all with your sister. So let's have a quick play and see what she thinks. This should remain nameless. But um, <laughs> I haven't even heard this in fully. I'm looking forward to seeing what it is. This is this is how she reacted to the to the to the breakup prank last night on Instagram. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. We got to turn the audio off. Oh no, hang on. Two seconds now, folks. The joys of working from home. You have to turn that on. Now, here we're good to go. Okay, okay. This is the voice message. I obviously have no sense of humour because I just don't think that's funny at all. And I don't think his co-host is funny at all. And I just, like, don't think that's funny. I don't even know 
like mm, it, like for for that to be a joke joke about like a relationship you know me I'm not like ooh marriage is sacred I don't know I just don't find it funny there you are now she just doesn't, doesn't find it funny just she just doesn't find it funny and she's dead right just just wasn't funny alright so, I'm just gonna put this grow out up, there grow up Saoirse grow up I don't think that girl should ever listen to the show she won't find any of this funny <clears throat> You let's call a spade a spade. She probably doesn't. No, she probably doesn't. Look, it's absolutely hilarious. It was probably one of the funniest things I've ever it done. It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, in fairness, we'll give you that one. It was, it yeah. was pretty good. Uh, so, um, revenge will be sweet. Oh, I'm revenge dreading it, but look, sweet. it's all part and parcel of a uh, bit of crack. You know, life is very bleh at the moment, isn't it? It's Need very a little bit bleh of fun. And it's getting more bleh and it's getting more serious as we go on. And, and Golfgate, by the way, is taking off this evening, if you didn't hear. Uh, you are not allowed to have <clears throat> an indoor gathering of more than 50 people unless it's at a wedding. You are not allowed, you know, holiday abroad. You're being asked to staycation. But if you're a government minister or the head of uh, an organisation, you, um, you can do what you want. You can um, tell the rest of us to go screw yourself and you can have uh, an event for 80 people for your Rockdisc Golf Society over in Galway. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Listen, um, that's the crack with that if you want to check out Golfgate. Trending on Twitter this evening, as we mentioned, still to come, we'll be chatting to a cybersecurity expert about uh, the different scams that have popped up during lockdown. If you've had any good recent ones or kind of caught any ones or been emailed or someone's gotten your phone, your phone number or been messaging you, let us know if you've been a victim of any scams or if people have tried to scam you and drop us a, a WhatsApp. And then on the way next, we're going to be chatting to Dr. Wendy Patrick, who has been investigating and researching nonverbal cues that make you more likely to be targeted uh, by an attacker or more likely to be mugged. So everything from how you hold yourself to how you walk can influence whether or not a criminal is going to target you. And what can you do about that? Should be on the way next here on FM 104. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. Cormac and Saoirse here with you this evening. Now, have you ever wondered about whether or not your body language, in particular maybe even something about how you walk, is that going to lead to you being a victim or to being victimized or a victim of crime based on how you're actually walking? Because there's obviously various different reasons as to why certain people might get targeted and maybe even attacked or become a victim of. Wendy Patrick, career trial attorney, media commentator. She's authored the book Red Flags, co-authored Reading People. Uh, Wendy, you're very welcome to the show. How are you? Really well. Thank you for having me. Thanks for talking to us. So this is really interesting. How we walk says a lot about who we are. That's true. And it's something that people don't recognize or really pay much attention to. Part of the problem there is the amount of time we spend multitasking. We've got earphones in our ears. We've got sunglasses on our eyes. We're talking. We're texting. Criminals are watching, and that is one of the things that we have come to recognize really opens us up to victimization. If we are looking like we're vulnerable, if we're looking like we're an easy target, we're transmitting more information than we should. So how does that then manifest itself in our walking and how we're like holding ourselves? Like, What would be the difference between someone who doesn't look easily victimized versus someone who does? That's exactly the question that I'm glad you asked, because this is what people need to hear. What criminals look for, and sometimes what we call dark personalities look for, people that have psychopathic tendencies, people that would be likely to think about committing a crime, whether it's a sexual assault or a burglary or a mugging, these are the kinds of people that look for awkwardness. They look for signs of weakness. In other words, if you're walking very purposefully, your phone's in your hand, your keys are sticking up between your fingers like you're 
as opposed to you do not have anything that is dividing your attention. You are not an easy target. Now, how do we know this, by the way? Well, we know because there have been lots of studies that have been done where they've actually interviewed inmates that have been willing to reveal what makes an easy victim and how they select their victims. And this is what they've said, is they basically don't waste time going after somebody that looks like it would be more difficult, wouldn't be worth it. They look for vulnerability. Now, here's the catch. When we're not paying attention is often when we look most vulnerable because we are. So all of the situational awareness that we talk about nowadays, that should translate not just the way we try to avoid being the victim of a terrorist attack, but the way we avoid being the victim of everyday attacks from criminals that are just looking for an easy prey to walk by. Do you know what's really funny? The, the fact that you're saying that now, if I have no phone with me and I'm walking to a shop and I'm walking past a group of people, I'm very conscious of how I'm walking. Suddenly I'm thinking about it more so than if I was distracted by something. And I guess maybe it is nervousness. You're walking past a group of people, you don't know, know who they are, you don't know what their intentions are, and I'd probably be walking nervously. Yeah, you know what's interesting about what you said is it, it's interesting that you'd be intentionally walking and you'd be paying attention to what you're doing. Having a phone in your hand is not necessarily a bad thing. Why? Because you can call for help if you need it. People think, oh, I don't want anybody to see the phone. They might try to steal it. Yes, but if you don't have a phone and if you are attacked, you won't be able to get help either. When you are just paying attention and looking around, studies have also shown even making eye contact is something that very much dissuades would-be criminals because you've seen them. Most people aren't willing to murder somebody they just robbed. So you are now off of the list of walking targets. So it's just that level of intentionality, being aware of your circumstances. I'll give you another really interesting fact. Apparently, and again, this is from the criminals themselves, they go for people that look inappropriate, exaggerated, awkward, not well put together, that makes them appear to be vulnerable. If you are walking fine, you don't seem to be under the influence, you aren't exhibiting any unusual behavior or mannerisms, you don't make a good victim. So these are things that we really need to think about because let's face it, we live in a day and age where people are desperate for money. People are doing things they otherwise wouldn't and we have to make sure we protect ourselves and our families. It's, it's completely fascinating and obviously you know if you're listening we're not obviously saying or suggesting that it's your fault for being mugged or your fault for for walking in a certain way that's leading to you know you being a victim of crime but there are obviously strategies in place that you can maybe more be more aware of or more conscious of to make you less of a likely target and less likely to be selected as well so um everything from you know you've, you've mentioned you've written about this online i find fascinating that even they've looked at someone's walk and their and their gait and and seeing things like that and that that can influence how easy it is or might appear to be uh, how easy you are to to mug and to tag you could talk a little bit about that maybe about how you, how your walk might even influence somebody to attack yes that's right so it's an interesting question because the way they did these studies is they actually had people watch people walking from behind and the reason they did it from that vantage point is so they couldn't see facial expressions which can be very revealing so they just looked at gait and they found that very small steps 
awkward steps, unusual pacing, that led to perceived vulnerability. Now, how did they know this was actually true? They interviewed people that were posing as the walkers, and they actually found that those people had been victimized many times. Now, each time a, a scenario like this was done and every time a study was conducted, the researchers were very clear to point out what you just did, is that the fault of an assault lies with the perpetrator, period. But on the other hand, the whole point of doing these studies is to help us help people learn, well, what steps can we take to protect ourselves? We already know not to walk through dark alleys at night. We already know to be cautious if we're in an empty parking lot. But we also need to know that intentionally walking and looking and having your antenna up, your radar on and your phone off is also wise strategy to, to protect yourself and to prevent victimization. It's funny uh, that you say that. I, I was watching um, Gray Norton a TV show that had a very well-known actor Jamie Dornan on before and he was talking about how he has this awkward walk he has this kind of bounce in his step and he said he comes across as very um, unconfident and low self-esteem and I was watching a TV show that he was in there the other day with a friend of mine and they said oh yeah he does have a weird walk and it's <laughs> and it does it makes me like him more because he seems innocent he seems vulnerable he seems Cute like you, to could me. Take, you could take advantage of him, Sarah. You're, yes. trying to, you're, you're trying to jump on him. So you've just brought up the, one of the most interesting points about being vulnerable. To good people, studies have shown that vulnerability enhances likability. To bad people, vulnerability enhances the perception of being a victim. Isn't that fascinating? And that's part of what these studies are about. When they look at what we call dark personalities, now technically, clinically, we're talking about psychopaths, narcissists, and Machiavellianism. Those three are called the dark triad, and sadism is the fourth one. We could do a whole show on that, but be that as it may, <laughs> dark personalities are the kinds of people that would look at gait, as we say, the way you walk, in terms of perceived victimization. That looks like a good victim. But good people, bright personalities, let's call the rest of us, would look at vulnerability as endearing, like you just said. So it's ironic that the same trait can be perceived so differently depending on who's watching. It's funny as well because when you talk about all those things about your walking and, and walking with a purpose and, and, you know, especially I find myself to be more aware of that when I'm away in a, like a foreign city and away on holidays because I was actually, you just reminded me, a couple of years ago I was mugged, I was mugged in Italy and the reason oh. I was mugged in, uh, in Italy, now I got my, I found your one's hand in my pocket and I kind of was able to save my phone at the last minute but we looked when you talk about vulnerable we looked like the most stupid tourists in the world we were just off the bus we had our bags with us we had no idea where we were going and we were stopping staring at the road signs for ages pretty much signaling to anyone around that we hadn't a clue where we were going or what we were doing we weren't from around here and then um, we were uh, uh, we were mugged I found I finally got my uh, I got my phone back, but I found your own uh, hand in my pocket. She was uh, like a beggar who came up and was trying to ask for money, but was stealing my phone at the same time with her other, other hidden hand. And even I feel a bit stupid because anytime I'm away in a foreign city, I always try and walk as if I'm from the place. And I know that might sound really stupid, but you know, if you don't know where you're going and your head's in your phone, I'm like, you know what? We'll, we'll just walk to a cafe or a bench somewhere as if we know what's going on because everyone around, you, you know, you can spot the tourists miles away. And they haven't got a clue what's going on. And I think that's nearly signaling to people that, here, just come, come rob the stupid tourists. 
That is such a great point that you make, and that is great advice for your listeners. That's exactly what criminals look for. People that are, they're distracted, they're disoriented, they're all of the things you've just mentioned, and that's exactly what ends up happening. You also bring up a good point, is sometimes they work in tandem, just as you describe. We can't be looking everywhere at once, and our attention can't be everywhere at once. So you bring up the, the best thing to do. You would be walking inappropriately, awkwardly, un unusually, with yeah. vulnerability. Again, that's what they're picking up on. And these are the kinds of people that would be looking for that. So you're absolutely right. Go inside, go to a bench, then take out your map <laughs> and figure out where you are. Great yeah, advice. You're, you're stupid tourist. You know, I literally, I just remember thinking about it, literally could have had a massive neon sign saying, rob me, because <laughs> our, like my hands were carrying two or three other bags, so I had nothing even really to defend myself with. Uh, and then they came up and we were just completely lost. And you just know that look straight away. But it is interesting how I said a lot of this is picked up on unconsciously and non-verbally. Well, that's another interesting point. This research found that some criminals knew exactly what they were looking for. Some couldn't exactly put their finger on why they chose the victims they did. So that's mm. why they conducted these studies. And they found that sure enough, even some of those criminals that didn't know why they chose the victims they did were in fact picking up on the same cues that some of the ones that, that admitted intentionality were yeah. looking at. The awkwardness, the slow gait, the tentativeness, the kinds of things that made it look like you wouldn't fight back. That They were very clear that that made a good victim. So as you point out, if you are confident, if you, if you stride purposefully, if you don't exhibit any unusual mannerisms or behaviors, you're going to be someone they're going to let walk by because you're not worth it as a victim. It's good to know to protect ourselves that this is what criminals are looking for. It's really interesting, though, as a child or as a baby, when you start to walk for the first time, no one teaches you how to carry yourself. You're told to put one foot in front of the other, but that's just it then. You know, how you end up walking is just like you don't really tend to change as you get older. And you know what the very sad part of that is, is people that do have physical disabilities or even mental or emotional disabilities, we all know that they make good victims. So we take extra precaution to protect those people because they do have the categories and characteristics that naturally would make them victims. That's why we, we accompany them when they go places. You know, even at night, we always uh, offer to, to have the buddy system and walk somebody to their car because you never know what kind of mannerism somebody grew up with. And as you point out, it just might be the way they walk. And sadly, there are people that will take advantage of that as a sign of weakness. Now, I do have to say, it is true that sometimes we are underestimated Estimated. And we all know because these stories go up on Twitter all the time, there are great stories about criminals underestimating the strength of people that might look vulnerable but are not. And it sounds like you were one of them in the story you just told me about almost being robbed. Yeah. Uh, it just uh, it wasn't graceful and it wasn't movie style it was just me screaming uh, the, the, the high-pitched scream at this woman to get her hand out of my pocket and i finally got it back but uh, any before we before we wrap up wendy and we appreciate you giving us your time here this evening to talk about how all these cues can signal to uh, the the criminal minded and the dark kind of personality types of people who will take advantage of you is there anything else you'd like to just mention before you know any other piece of advice you'd like to mention before we 
wrap up? You know, just that we we really do live in a day and age where situational awareness doesn't just deal with trying to prevent yourself from being a, a victim of bullets flying or terrorism. It is the everyday type of criminal that, again, in this economy and under the conditions we're living in, might be desperate and might want to commit an assault where they wouldn't otherwise. So living intentionally, cutting down on the multitasking, let's say, don't even act like you're a tourist in your own home, in your own house, in your own neighborhood. Practice Practice intentionality at all times. Keep yourself safe, protect yourself and your community. Great advice. Perfect advice. We'll all be power walking around everywhere and there'll be no one going near us. It'll be amazing. But listen, uh, Dr. Wendy Patrick, thank you very much for popping on. Where can people find you online? Uh, WendyPatrickPhD.com and my Twitter handle is at WendyPatrickPhD. Thank you for having me. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. We were just chatting there to Dr. Wendy Patrick about different kind of subtle, non-verbal, unconscious signs that criminals look for if they're planning on mugging you or attacking you. Um, um, and you know, Dr. Wendy Patrick's interview will be up online and we'll be chatting about scams in a few moments as well, but a cybersecurity expert just got this message in from Lisa uh, regarding scams. Hey guys, on Tuesday, and this is probably happened to you, on Tuesday, I got a creepy request on my Instagram to send a feet pic to this weird page. I put up a post complaining about this and the algorithm bots misread my post and a sugar daddy scam account commented, babies with beautiful feet should DM as soon as possible. Every girl oh, I no. know, every girl I know is getting sugar daddy messages. A creepy new way to get bank details out of girls. That's from Lisa. Oh, that's weird. Now, I haven't actually been targeted by a site like that, but individuals that have real pages have contacted me asking for pictures of my feet for money. I mean... Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's it's a sad world we live in. I think just get off Instagram. We'll just, Lisa, we'll just, you know, burn all the social media platforms to the ground and we'll go back to writing each other letters. Pen pals. That's what we need. More wholesome pen pals. Yeah, exactly. That's all we need. Um, I have to touch on um, going back to our psychic readings earlier on. Oh, we were why? tagged in an Instagram post there from Sandra, who I think we gave her a reading last week. But uh, oh, did, she yeah. has post. She posted this up, and it was a, a tribute to us. Really, posting this late, but I need to share the best and most fun psychic reading I've ever received. Thank you, Clairvoyant Cormac and Psychic Searship from Dublin's FM One Hundred Four. You will make me the happiest girl on earth. Always knew we were meant to be. That was her and Niall Horn. Oh, lovely! Yeah, oh, so she posted brilliant. that up there and tagged us in it. So. Uh, you know, there are happy endings when we do readings and that is just one of the reviews. Oh, brilliant, yeah. So we're soon, we're going to be charging for this. We can't give away this content and this gold for free. So we'll, no. we'll set up like an 1850 number. Uh, do you remember they used to have that? They had that on like uh, late night on TV3 ages ago where oh, you could yeah, call in and did. ring psychics. TV3. Yeah. Um, which is now, of course, Virgin something or other. Um, mm. But yeah, who knows? We'll charge like, that could be another way. We'll charge like 850 a minute and you can come on and we'll just make a fortune. We'll just keep it'll be, emming and awing. Yeah, it'll just be 1850, 6797104. That's a three euro a minute. We'll be like, well, I'm just going to shuffle these again now. I'm just going to shuffle these again. <laughs> Chancers, the pair of us. But look, we make people happy sometimes. It depends on who we're talking about here. Good evening, Caroline. Caroline said, hi, Cormac. I was just wondering how your missus is after Saoirse's prank. Did she forgive you? I missed the outcome of it all. She's not happy. She's not happy at all. She's had her group of friends around um, complaining 
about how it wasn't funny and how it was a step too far. And they're, they're telling her that she should be mad with me. Oh, they're actually... So she doesn't feel the need to be mad at you and she sees the funny side because she has a sense of humour. But her friends have all got together now and they've nothing better to do. So they're saying, do you know what? That actually was funny. too far. Yeah, no, they went way too far. I don't find it's funny. I had a friend like that last week who said you went way too far and I should be really annoyed and that shouldn't be allowed. Yeah, she. I but think she's, she's okay. a buzzkill. Here's, here, Caroline, here's what her friends actually think. This is a message her sister's friend sent her sister. Sorry for getting all complicated. I just obviously have no sense of humour because I just don't think that's funny at all. And I don't think his co-host is funny at all. <laughs> now... In my defence, I have never claimed I'm funny. <laughs> so, oh, you know, I'll openly tell you I'm absolutely not funny <laughs> in any way, shape or form. So I'm not going to be offended by that. But I do appreciate the bitchiness of uh, women at times. And I love it. I really do. I mean, I get on board with it all the time. I would be uh, the exact same. Yeah. Can't, she, couldn't, she couldn't have just said, that was hilarious. I can't believe that happened. Oh, my God. Bit of crack. She had to be annoyed. There and then she had, to, she had to put in, you know, I wouldn't be the type of person that would get like that usually. But she's not yeah. funny. You know? Yeah. Just a, a bit so, of a stab in the chest for me. But look, I'll take it. Well, you've just uninvited yourself from the wedding because her, <laughs> her father actually called you a gobshite. <gasps> he did not. Yeah, he did, yeah. He called me a gobshite. Oh, mm-hmm. my yeah. God. You're really, you're really making sure that you're in the bad books with her family. <laughs> Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Let me like just tell literally. you, I can't go into yeah, all the details, but Saoirse has met my soon-to-be brother-in-law <laughs> and sister-in-law and both times made an absolute <laughs> fool of herself. Like, uh, like uh, unbelievable. Her brother in particular, that was a yeah. very, very, very messy night. Uh, I'm not going to say why it was messy, but it just was. Of course, I was responsible that whole night. And also, uh, the second messiest night I've had last year, I met her sister, um, which mm-hmm. I forgot about till the next day yeah. when you said, yeah. apparently you were very rude. <laughs> I, I didn't even know who I was, okay? 
in my defence, I didn't know where I was. I didn't know who I was. It was an emotional time for Saoirse. It was, okay. a, it was a very emotional time, yeah. Well, anyway, that's one less. When we hit the, um, now that we'll probably have to hit the 50 people limit. But you and know I'm what, we'll just call it a golf outing. <laughs> yeah, and you're a gobshite. And we'll uh, just hit a 50-person limit and just split the room in a couple of places. We'll be absolutely fine. Listen, no, I haven't um, met her mom yet. I need to... Oh, you're not going to. You are never, ever going to. And sorry, the other night, I, I, someone had texted me in. Someone someone had texted me in saying, will you we just wish a happy 37-year wedding anniversary to to her parents? <laughs> and I said that on the radio quickly. And, and so she went off into a 20-minute tirade of why uh, being married for 37 years is a waste of time and how could anyone do it? And I was like, Saoirse, and you know what? You just wouldn't like each other. You'd hate each other. And they were listening you in the did car. Not tell me it, you, you didn't tell me it was her parents. Yeah, well, listen. It was just it went to be a little bit off the cuff thing, and you just had to pick them up on it and say, "I know that both of you are dead inside. Sure, well, you, you wouldn't love each other after thirty-seven years anyway. So let's just move on." Oh, <laughs> I'm I so sorry. Look, I won't here. meet them. I'll avoid them at all costs. I'm really sorry. Do you're offending. not coming to the wedding anyway. Now. I'm offering. I'm going to raffle off a Sirius's wedding place at the wedding. If you want to be in with a chance to win it, <laughs> drop us in a text. No, I think right. it'd be dangerous if I did go. Oh, God. Imagine what I'd we'll be like on then. the kitty's table outside with a little Jesus. bib and a little high yeah. chair. You actually Literally. fit in a high chair, actually. I would fit in a high chair. Right, right. Uh, we must move on. Still to come in the next few minutes, we'll be chatting to a cybersecurity expert who's going through some of the recent scams that have been doing the rounds, especially during the uh, lockdown and the pandemic, and uh, people are getting targeted at an increasing rate with specific scams. And what can you do to flag them, to protect yourself, protect your money as well? Um, FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Cormac and Saoirse here talking cybersecurity. Now, more importantly, like fraud during the pandemic, if you experienced any sort of text, random email, or even someone knocking at the door or ringing you up, has anyone tried to scam you out of a bit of cash, especially during lockdown and quarantine? A few of the banks have not not been hacked. A few of the banks have been like Bank of Ireland and AIB have had to send out messages to people because there's a few of those little scams coming around. But what are some of the common ones at the moment during lockdown and uh, what are you going to be able to do about it to maybe prevent it? Joining us now from Shillings Law Firm, who is a cybersecurity expert and be able to guide us through what some of the issues are now and uh, what you can do to try and protect yourself, keep yourself safe. Uh, Peter Yapser, how are things? Uh, good, thank you. So, I mean, during lockdown and what's it they say, never let a good crisis go to waste, I suppose. You've got unscrupulous individuals and criminals who are out there trying to uh, get one over on on people during the lockdown and maybe the worry, the stress. What have you seen over the last while are some of the more prevalent scams that are being run on people at the moment? Well, I think there's definitely investment scams going around and often these are advertised on social media sites. They're really encouraging people to take advantage of the financial downturn and uh, maybe recoup some of their losses. But they're really playing to the situation at the moment. Bitcoin platforms uh, are using emails and adverts on those social media platforms trying to get these unsuspecting uh, victims just to get their money um, and put put it into fake companies, fake websites. So, you know, I, I think this has just become a perfect storm for the fraudsters. And, you know, maybe fraud overall hasn't it hasn't gone up, but I, I, I'm pretty sure it's uh, increased online. There's a lot of, um, I've had a friend scammed through a dating site that she was, what? you know, obviously very lonely and looking for love, yeah, and put in her credit card details for this, I'm not going to say the name of the site, that never existed. I've definitely heard of cases like that, but there's some pretty big frauds going on as well. So 
So frauds where lots of money is being transferred, say, you know, you may not be about to buy your next luxury yacht, but that might be uh, an area, art galleries and house purchases. So even house purchases, people are getting scammed out of deposit money or, or the, the whole purchase price money by fraudsters getting into the email ch- chain and basically taking over the conversation and then giving a false bank account for this money to go into. So, you know, I, wow. yes, I know. So there's, you know, there's a couple of big headline pieces of advice to give, I think. One is that if it looks too good to be true, it probably is. So that's that's a good thing to kind of keep in the, in the back of your mind. If it looks odd, if there's something strange about it, if you, your antenna just start going a bit, then you're probably right. Your gut feel is probably right. With the banking one, the key thing to do is to always check by different means that they have really changed their bank account. So you might be dealing with some builders, you might be about to transfer a few thousand euros to to get that extension built or whatever, and you've got an email that says that's their bank account. It doesn't take you any time at all to phone them up and say, is that really your bank account? And don't use the email, the, the, the phone number that appears on the email, use the phone number that you know is the correct one. So just by doing that, a lot of these bigger frauds can be stopped because, you know, that there's no kind of magic bullet. There's no cyber block that you can put in. It is down to it's down to people. That's kind of terrifying that you say that because you would never even think, I said, if people are finding a way to hack into an email chain, you're, you're just going to believe that straight up. You're not even going to question it. You're not even going to think. And then all of a sudden, a week or two later, they're going to be ringing you saying, yeah, where's our money? And you're like, yeah, I sent it on to you. And they're like, uh, no, what's going on? So it must be, what happens in that situation? Let's say with the house deposit, you wind up sending 10 or 20 grand to a random bank account. And I'm sure you've probably dealt with this in your law firm at some point, or at least, well, look, what do you do is there any way that you can get that money back is it insured or is it just you got to say goodbye to it there are a few routes i mean one of the one of the key things is as soon as you've spotted this get onto your bank because the bank might be able to stop it stop that transfer in you know from going through or they may be able to talk to the um, the bank on the other end. So acting very quickly with your bank before anyone else is the key. If you are too late, then there are some schemes and some of the banks will look whether you've been reckless or not, whether you took all the right precautions. And if, if it was, you know, you've general, genuinely been defrauded, then they may look favourably on re- re- refunding some or mm. all of that money. And are the scammers just becoming smarter or are we more vulnerable in this t- this time, I guess? I think we are more vulnerable. I think we've just let our guard down a bit. I think, you know, a lot of us have been working from home for, for a long period of time now, you know, five or six months. And, and I think we don't have that, that kind of person in the workplace, uh, water cooler moment, if you will, where you can just chat to someone and say, this looked a bit odd to me, but what do you think? You, you've got no one to bounce those kind of ideas yeah. off. So I think I think people's guard uh, is down. And I think, uh, you know, for, for some people, they are in financial difficulty and they're looking for a quick way out. They're looking to make a you know, uh, a bit of easy money. And 
Uh, and these fraudsters are absolutely playing on that. It's funny you mention that because over the last couple of months here, there's been, you know, forex trading scams that have been uncovered in places in Dublin where there's been a lot of activity online, you know, targeting a lot of young people trying to make a quick few hundred thousand quid. And as you mentioned, the money's going into dodgy sites or companies that don't exist or they're just inflating their own shareholdings, whatever. Uh, and the, the cryptocurrency scams that are rife as well. But when, like, it's funny, yesterday, a guy from Bernardo's, who's the a children's charity here in Dublin, knocked at the door and, um, you know, was asking for my information. And I kind of felt, I just handed over all my information. Now, he had, like, ID, but I was, for the whole time, I was sitting there looking at him going, that would probably be incredibly easy to fabricate and print off and make it look like you're an official. And I'm still sitting here worrying, going, I signed up yesterday, I'm still waiting for my account to be emptied tomorrow. Because, um, I, I, you know, when people come and knock at your door and seem convincing, I'm not saying they weren't, this guy was completely above board, but I imagine it can be very easy and simple in some ways if you've got enough confidence to go in and just grab someone's details off them and pretend you're from a a company or a business or an organization yeah absolutely and and people fall for that official looking person or official looking email you know i think the days of uh, the emails with grammatical errors and spelling mistakes and the like have pretty much gone you know the fraudsters yeah. are more sophisticated than that and you know they're they're impersonating employees they're looking like real banks they've got all the logos you know that look right and it's easy to fall for it you know it's uh, and the thing to do is just to step back and say do i think this is right can i cross check it somewhere you know if you're on the on the phone to someone like this disconnect look up the bank's number phone the official number and find out whether that was a legitimate call or not um you know and and for all, all sorts of other providers you could do the same the same kind of thing. Yeah, and it's it's funny you mention that because to prevent all this fraud, you have to go old school and pick up the phone and talk to a human as opposed to believing all of the uh, the emails that you're receiving as well. Can you explain a bit Absolutely. as well? There, there recently here as well, there was a campaign and you know news about uh, invoice. What was it invoice discounting and invoice scams that companies are getting targeted with? Uh, how exactly do do they work? I imagine it's the same thing that people either pretending to be from debt collection companies or but they're defrauding Irish companies and companies around Europe and the world out of millions every year. Yeah, so so there are a whole um, bunch of different different frauds that go under different names, but business email com- compromise, CEO frauds, and a whole load of other ones where sometimes it's about infiltrating the company, the email system, getting to know a bit about the company. You know, in, in all of these frauds, the fraudster's done a bit of background checking. Right. They've probably looked at social media accounts. They've looked at the hierarchy of the company. They know the names of people. They can, you know, they can quote the CFO. In some cases, they might even be able to say when someone's on holiday, they might even be able to tell when someone's on holiday, and then they'll play on that kind of week. And usually, if, if these things are presented as urgent, have to be dealt with immediately, then that's probably a red flag. That's something to look out for. I mean, you know, maybe you've got a boss, a CFO, um, a, a financial director who is like that anyway, in which case I apologize to them, but it is a flag. It's one of those things to look out for. If someone's trying to get you to make that decision quickly, there's often a reason, um, and often that's because it's part of a fraud. And what other red flags should we be looking out for? So phishing emails are, are you know, one of the main ways in for these 
hackers and scammers at the moment. So, you know, if you get an email that says hi, doesn't give you your name, um, then that's a red flag. The urgency is a red, red flag. Look at the sender's name. Is it legitimate or is it just very close? somebody that you do know and recognize and and often these these scammers will just change one letter out of an email address so it looks almost the same they might change an i to an l for instance within the, mm. the email so just look at that carefully now i know that's really difficult to do particularly on on mobile phones but those are the kind of things that you know you have to be very careful about and you know if it like i said if it sounds too good to be true it probably is so be very wary of that and official sources like your bank should never ask you to supply personal information from an email. They will never ask things because they already know those and they know that scammers use uh, these kind of tactics. So that, you know, none of, none of the major banks um, will now ask for any of that kind of information over an email. Because that's a big one, isn't it? I think especially I got rang by someone that said they were from and it just happened to be my bank, which I assumed was correct because they knew the bank I was with. Um, but they said there was suspicious activity and could I give my name, address and all the rest of it. But just before I was about to say my name, it dawned on me that maybe this isn't real and this you know i rang my bank in the end and it wasn't it was a scam oh, really? for, for someone a bit older you know they're going to be nervous they've just heard someone might have scammed their card and they might be out of pocket so they're going to panic and and say their name and address and give the details yeah and and there's there's also a scam going around where people phone up and and say their it support and you know we've we've noticed that your computer's got a virus you know, will you log in for me and, and I'll remove it for you remotely? You know, and they, they'll say that they're from big, well-known IT provider company and sound entirely legitimate. And, and you're right, the, the demographic, the, the, the age of the person who's receiving that call will, will often determine whether they fall for it or not. So the, the advice is that's fine, but always try and phone back like you did. You'll phone into the fraud department and they'll tell you straight away whether there's, there's anything to worry about but that will be from a phone number that you have on record not that's been given to you yeah i mean i, th I only th I think we're only going to start to see more problems like that with the leaking of data online and all those you know vulnerabilities and exploits that are happening with certain companies and certain social media companies but uh, listen peter thanks a million for, for chatting to us here this evening is there anywhere else you would maybe recommend uh people can uh, look up more on cybersecurity or follow yourselves or yeah you know your law firm to get a little bit more info on uh, all of this yeah so at my law firm we have a a website, shillingspartners.com, and I've I've written a number of articles about uh, about various frauds over over the last few months, and sort of starting in in April, in fact, talking about this these kind of frauds and and all of the kind of things that we've covered. There are a couple of good sites in the UK, so Action Fraud, UK Finance, particularly for investment frauds, and the National Cybersecurity Centre, which is where I used to work uh, up until. November last year, they have a lot of good um, practical cyber advice. Brilliant. Well, Peter Yap, cybersecurity expert partner at a Shillings Law Firm. Thanks a million for popping on speaking with us this evening. Thank you. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.